So yesterday, we had a short prayer meeting, very short prayer meeting, and then we went out on the streets, prayer walking, purely intercession on location, praying on site with insight. And we just went out and asked people just to um, pray, go around, listen to the Holy Spirit, hear what the Spirit was saying to them, and pray into those situations. And then just to record anything that you felt God was saying. So either on your phone, put down something there to write in, or if you had a note, notebook, just to write down what you felt God saying to you. So what we want to do now is just have people come on up and share um, what they felt God saying to them. So I don't know who's first up, who wants to come and share and come and use the microphone. Oh, uh, Bob did Bob. Uh, Bob said Yvonne's coming up. Okay, so Yvonne, it's it's you. <laughs> Delegate. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I know Jill's got something to share. I've got something I want to share. Um, I don't know if anybody else has got it. So if you want to come on in, come on up. Don't be shy. Um, Jill, do you want to kick us off? And then. That's on there. When we were walking, the Christmas lights that they put up on the poles were there. Not a light yet, but there was one of an angel, and she's blowing a trumpet. And he, is it a he? Angels are he. Rubbish. <laughs> and. I remember the Pearly and Kenny churches together actually paid for all these angels and they put the singing angels and I, I was a real musical angels. I really thought the angels on the lights were going to play music. I was so disappointed when it was just lights. But just looking up, there was the silhouette of this angel with a trumpet and a very cloudy sky behind it. And I just felt the Holy Spirit was saying the trumpet is a call to something new. And the clouds were over pearly. There's been a cloud. It's been quite discombobulating. It's been quite confusing. Um, the people of pearly were actually quite wealthy. And it was more a middle class, upper middle class area. And as more normal people, like I started to move in, some of those people got very annoyed. And some of the the shops that were there that would cater to people who were very wealthy, they suddenly didn't have the clientele. And so there was a real sense, the people of Purley, that Purley's not the same anymore. And with Tesco being built, the house street was not as busy and profitable as before. And so there's been a real, I think, cloud over Purley. And then there have been lots of buildings going up. Purley Baptist have had a 10-year battle to try and build a bigger church and their own property. So you can see the high-rises going up um, at Purley around the center part. There's been a lot of resistance, a lot of anger. But I think that this is a new season and God is bringing this change. And there are going to be new people coming into Purley. And some of the, this housing is affordable housing. So that means we're going to get people who can afford not big fancy houses, but somewhere to put their families safely in a lovely area. There's going to be more children. The, the center is going to be busier. 
And so I just had a real sense that the cloud is starting to be pushed back, the trumpet is being blown, and there's a call to more optimism, to more hope, to more feeling that this is going to be a wonderful place. And I, the falling leaves, there were just leaves falling everywhere, and just thought a lot of the old things, a lot of the old values, a lot of what used to be is falling away. And there's something new coming. The spring comes. The seeds are dormant in the winter, but they flourish after that. And so I just had such a sense of hope that this trumpet call was really going to be calling a blessing and prosperity over Purley. Come on up, Yvonne. Um, similar to what Jill said, I, I felt that there was um, an abandonment. People have left the center. There was a, yeah, a sort of a sense of abandonment in the center. Um, I also felt that the two churches, the Christ, uh, Christ Church and Red Hill Baptist, have done a huge. Sorry? Sorry. <laughs> Not Red Hill Baptist, Pearly Baptist, have done just by their presence and their life have brought a lot. So the center, the cent there, there is hope in the center, even though it doesn't look like there is anything at the moment. But I also feel that, the, similar to Jill, it's, this is a time of, like the tide's, the tide's gone out and it's about to turn to come in. But we're in that holding, we're not, not holding, we're in that time of turning. Yeah, we're not, it hasn't turned, but the tide has gone, and now we're waiting for it to come in. Sort of a holding time, and it's in sort of a holding period. Um, a lot of um, people from overseas are here, a lot of uh, many nationalities. That's not a bad thing. Um, so I think they're probably looking for, to settle, to find a community to be involved, which is a, which is a good thing. So, yeah, that's what I, what I sensed. Did you have something to share? Come on up. We don't we don't know this country anymore because we've been away for so long, but we don't we particularly don't know Pearlie because we don't come from this part of the world. We come from the southwest originally. Uh, you can probably hear it on my accent. I can't hear it, but I was shocked when I watched the video and heard my accent. <laughs> so I'm ignoring it now. I'm pretending, I'm pretending what I hear is what you hear, so I apologize. Um, we, were, we were shocked um, when we walked around. Um, we, went, we went around the park um, and, and I just felt it was empty empty of anything. Um, we met a few people, the Chinese lady running around in circles, which was interesting. Um, and that was it. That, that was all there was in the park. But, but, but I don't know. Did you sense anything in, in the park? I, I felt it was dead. 
No, she wasn't running around in circles. No, no. <laughs> she, was, she was running around the park. She may have been spiritual, I don't know. I didn't sense anything. Um, yeah, so then we walked along the top road all the way down to, down to the end and we went past the pub. What's, what's the pub called that Jill mentioned? That's the one, yeah. Desolate. And that little strip down to the, down to the junction was shocking. Um, I've driven past it many times and not really noticed it before we even came into this area. Um, but the sense of abandonment, spiritual abandonment, and yet you've got the church in the center. Um, we were talking about it as we came past this morning. Um, apparently they're still active. Oh, very active. Very Baptist. <laughs> but there's no, there's no building, and apparently they've got plan, planning, planning problems. Yeah, but they've got planning problems because we. No, no, planning's all been approved. It? Yeah, it's all been approved. That's all. Yeah, there's stuff that's being built, and then they will get a new church building, community centre built, and then their, their building will come down. Yeah. But the hoarding is only so high, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I've been watching it for maybe two years now, and I'm yeah. just wondering when we're going to see something peeping above the top. <clears throat> yeah, a couple of years time. Yeah. That's very surprising. Hmm. That should make a difference when it's there, but at the moment it's, it's desolate. As far as anyone can see, it's desolate. Um, then you walk down the main part, same problem. We've, in Red Hill, Red Hill's much poorer than Purley, much poorer. But we've only got two charity shops, and they're nowhere near each other. One's the Salvation Army in the center, and one's the Red Cross somewhere else. There's three in a row on that road, next to each other. And they're, they're, they're full of stuff, and they must be thriving, because all the other businesses are shut down, or they've closed down, or they've been shut down, or they've died, or... But, but they're thriving, so there must be a lot of, lot of need that is unseen. And when you watch the people, they're not in a hurry, but they're desolate. And that's the word that comes to me about this place, it's desolate. It's, it's total desolation. Now, whether it means rebirth, I don't know. We need, we need to be praying into this because this is, this is our patch. So, we need to be praying into this. Um, whether it will be revived, I don't know. We need to pray, we need to seek God's wisdom, understand what he's doing. But, yeah, I was, I was shocked. Andy, come on up. Thank you. I, I wrote uh, things down yesterday because I know that uh, if I don't write down, I forget. I was talking a couple of weeks ago about being prepared, and that's part of my preparation. Um, I, like everyone else, saw all the development everywhere, and uh, there's a big development of affordable housing. There's a big change happening in the area, and the churches must be prepared to reach out to all the people coming to this area. Um, we stopped uh, at where the mosque is being built near Pearley Station and uh, talking with the builders there and 
the comments they were making about what they were building, uh, the dis there's a hostility towards um, Muslims. Um, and uh, I'm afraid when I read and see stories uh, about what uh, Muslims around the world are doing, it can get my back up and I see Islam as a threat. But we must not respond to that. That is not a godly attitude. You know, we must love these people. They're our brothers and sisters. They need God's love. They're serving a God out of fear. We need to show them that we serve a God of love and that we've got a good relationship with him. And so we must be very careful how we respond to, to Muslim people. Um, yeah, uh, something that really, I'm, I'm a visual person and quite often uh, visual things attract my attention. And uh, we were standing near Pearly Station. There's a sweet shop there. There's a whole window full of crisps and sweets and things. It's all very, very, very tempting stuff. You know, as you're going onto the station, you know, it's stuff to tempt you with. It, it looks beautiful. It looks lovely. It looks appetizing. But it's junk food. It's not good for you. And I thought that sin is like that. It seems so appealing. It seems so lovely. But it's addictive. Sin is both, and the things that you get tempted with are basically addictions. We must be careful. Um, and then uh, my my feelings as I went past the rotary field, the, the park, uh, were different. Um, the first thing I saw was some people planting something or other in one corner, um, and I thought, ah, they're doing, they're they're putting, they're regenerating the park putting some effort into it. I presume they're volunteers. And then on the other edge of the park, there were some flower beds, uh, some raised flower bed things with some beautiful flowers in there. And I was thinking, ah, that's working with creation to create something beautiful. You know, we mustn't, uh, you know, there's the opposite of the sinful thing, which appears beautiful, but it's ultimately addictive. Working with God in a creative way, with something that's beautiful, is creating something that's, that's lovely, and we must uh, harness that way. Um, that's it. Thanks, Andy. Mark. Yeah. Mark, just before we So I went out with Andy as well, and the thing that struck me was, first off we went and went over to Christchurch, and, and Chris and I spent sort of 13 years in the church, and it struck me what a blessing we'd got while we were there, and what a blessing it is to so many other people. So you know, we were praying that it would continue to be a blessing to the people of Purley. Um, and they continue to reach out. And it wouldn't just be a place that people go and sit on a Sunday and have a service and then go off home and go to the rest of the week, but they again would be a church that, that go out and bless the town rather than just live in it. 
Um, then we went along, and just on the corner of Christchurch Road, there's a small block of flats going up next to a house. And so we prayed for the people that are going to be living in there. Uh, and then we went round the corner, went the, down the back, and as you go along, Zanny said, there's a massive site of, I think there's nearly 40 affordable dwellings going up there. Uh, and again, you know, with all the flats that are going on being built the opposite side of Purley Church, Purley Baptist Church, there's hundreds of people coming into Purley in the next couple of years. And it's going to change the town completely because it's mainly affordable housing. So there's an awful lot of opportunity and there's an awful lot of people that need prayer, an awful lot of people that probably are going to need to know Jesus. So we're praying for all of that. And then me being a building inspector, I, we went to the Muslim site for the, for the mosque and the builders were effing and blinding about stuff. But I was talking, oh, so how many piles you've got? Oh, we've got 140 piles around here and they go down really deep because we can't undermine that building and that building, they're going to have a basement and don't know why they're building an effing Muslim mosque here and uh, we were having a good conversation with them and we were just sort of, as we walked away, thought, these guys don't know what's going on here in a sense and what the spirituality of this building is going to be. So we prayed for the builders that they wouldn't be affected by that and we prayed that you know, God's blessing would come and as Andy said, you know, rather than worship a God out of fear, they would learn that we love a God and God loves us and we serve him out of love, not out of fear. And then we walked around and went down the high street, um, not the main Brighton Road, but the, the sort of pedestrian bit. Uh, and obviously we came, there was quite a few shops that were empty. And it struck me that we're only a small church, but why can't we have one of those shops and use it for the community during the week? And then we came to the leisure centre, which is shut. And, and again, that would be such an amazing place for the town if the council could find the funds to revive it and refurbish it and get it open again to serve the community because it's really needed so we prayed for that as well and then went over to the URC church and I thought well I'm going to go in and, and pray for the church and as I walked in the door I realised they were doing deliveries for Food Hub and there was a lady there filling bags and putting them out and she looked at me and said I know you don't I and I went oh yeah I know you as well <laughs> and we'd been at Christchurch together years ago so we had a long chat about families and what's going on and what's needed. And she said, we've got loads of food, but what we really need is drivers to deliver it because they're delivering stuff. Rather than clients come and pick it up, they're actually taking it to them. And they don't just give them a bag. They were giving bags and bags and bags to people. I mean, they're giving them their weekly shop. And I was amazed at what they're doing. You know, we, Chris and I put a couple of cans in every now and again. But what they're doing is amazing, absolutely amazing, it's serving. And they don't just serve Pearlie, they go into Croydon as well. So they serve most of the borough now. And they're giving out thousands of meals, which is just amazing, is serving the community. So pray for them as well. Wonderful. Um, yeah, until now we're walking around, I just had a sense there's, I'm not sure, what type of shop it is, but it's Eastern European, one of the shops in, in Purley, they're the, one of the food shops, um, and it's, it's one of the Eastern European countries, and it's from, hmm? Romanian, it's a Romanian one, okay. Um, and just as we walk past, I had a real sense of um, 
And I almost started crying. Like there's a real sadness in there. And it just felt like people that visit that shop are people that are obviously not from here. There, is, there are lots of foreigners in, in living in, in Purley now. And just a number of people that are there that will go and shop there because they're longing for home, but they're not at home and their hearts are aching and just like we need to be aware of people that are people not living in their home nation. I mean, I'm not living in my home nation, but we here because God brought us here. There's a lot of people that are living here because of tragedy back home, not because of God calling them. And just to be aware of that, of those nations that are here in our, in our midst, that are here because of tragedy and not because of God's calling and how God can turn that around because it's the devil that comes to rob, kill and destroy. That's what he's done. Um, he's caused poverty and war and things like that and God wants to come and give life and life in abundance and that's what we have to give them. Just to be aware of that, people from especially Eastern European nations, that there's just something there, there's a hunger because there was, a lot of those nations were, a church was thriving in them and communism came in and, and didn't kill off the church. You're never going to kill off the church. But there are a lot of people that have grown up without a knowledge of who God is. They have a, a history, a, a, a memory of it, and that's about it, but no relationship. And so just to be praying into those areas.